embedment of being authentic because a lot of people think, oh, just like work-life balance. Like balance is something that is like for a machine, it's gravitational, yoga pose. Like it's not meant to be applied to work. So like trying to, that phrase in and of itself can be like setting you up for failure. So it's about your work-life integration. Who are you being? What are you doing and why? An interesting thing about joy is it's the most vulnerable emotion to experience because there's like this blissful euphoria that comes with it. It's, but it's, but it, it's the ability to understand that it's like temporary. And I think when we can understand and remember that like everything is temporary, we can really honor that and be excited to apply that. And like you just said, with energy and work, we are a makeup of the people we surround ourselves with. So it is very dangerous in cultures, company cultures, if you have like a shame-ridden person or a Debbie Downer or a person that's just like an energy sucker, that is that is a risk. So we want to make sure that depending who you are, the life you have going on, the role you're in, how you're taking care of yourself, like, where can joy and enjoyment fit in? And let's make small actionable steps to hold you accountable in applying that because you deserve to have that. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I am so excited today to have Alyssa Pajoli here to talk about life coaching and transformational coaching as a professional in the workplace so that you can be more engaged and engage those around you. So, Alyssa, I know we've known each other on and off for quite some period of time uh, through the coaching world. And so I know a little bit about your background and story, but I'd love for you to share with everybody what set you on the path to becoming a coach. So it's a great question. Um, I managed corporate fitness centers for eight and a half, nine years. So I originally went to school for health promotion and business and wanted to be a wellness coordinator. I've always been really passionate about mental, emotional, social, intellectual, spiritual, financial, like the person, a person as a whole. Um, couldn't really find a lot of jobs in corporate wellness. So took the corporate fitness route. And it was, it was very clear to me that people would go down to the fitness centers and bust their butts running on treadmills, taking group X, doing personal training, doing these challenges. They'd want to attend a lunch and learns that I was hosting around nutrition or habit change. But there was just something missing. Like there was a common theme in the conversations of people not feeling supported, not having the relationships they wanted, not being able to really advance or move in a direction that was creating change and change being maybe a promotion, change being maybe more connection and sex with your partner or spouse, change being maybe weight and just being able to like crack that code of what is it that you're carrying around that's preventing you from the progress of moving forward. So I just, I originally went and became certified as a coach because I thought, okay, I'm already in these large organizations. Maybe instead of being the person or the 
group exercise instructor, I can be a coach, or that is a, an asset we could bring. But within the large organizations, they already had employee benefit programs, so they didn't want to add that. So I just went out on my own, and now here I am today um, serving those in organizations because that is all I know. I, I And I had to leave for myself, too, working 15-hour days, trying to help people, and and do the have a that I wanted it just it wasn't working so it was a combination of the consistent conversation that people needed deeper help and then my own line of integrity of like girl you gotta go like get out of it you're not living a life of intention and advocacy like boot scoot so that's what I did um yeah and you know we discover these things right when we don't feel aligned with the work that we're doing that leads us to going, okay, I need a change. And I think one of the things that corporations are seeing, especially post-COVID, is that people have more intention on being aligned with the work that they're doing. But we don't always know mm -hmm. how to get there. And so one of the things that um, you state beautifully is that you help professionals to become connected, respected, and authentic, and want to create that ripple effect in the world, in corporations. Can you expand a little bit more about what you mean by being connected, respected, and authentic? Yeah. So with the connection component, we are in a digital doom when it comes to being able to breathe and breed connection like as a human race this digitalness like where we're connecting right now it's healthy to some extent and so with connection it's really about pulling a person back and getting them clear on what is their core value their one to two not five if you have more than two Brene Brown would say what you have is a list of pretty words you can't have more than one or two core values so really like looking at the person with for who they are and what what they want out of life here today, not maybe what they wanted five years ago or in five years to come, but like right now, who are you? Who are you being? What are your priorities? And are you advocating for that? So that's the connection component is really helping a person get clear on what, and it goes into the authenticity too. But with respected, that's where the EQ work comes in. Like, as a human race, we are poor communicators. There is, there's so much data out there as we become more digital that we do not have the communication skills and the like natural wave of like picking up a phone or being able to be present without a cell phone or a device on. Like the ability to create that communication and that conflict resolution strategy to where people can feel respected heard, understood, like that component is so crucial because if we do not apply that and if we don't move with the digital age, it's going to just exacerbate that loneliness epidemic that Vivek Murphy wrote a book together. It's titled Together on. Um, it's just, it's accumulation of like what we need in order to be able to feel connected, respected, and authentic. And and the only way to do that is by becoming aware of it and being held accountable to apply it. 
Did I answer your question? Yeah. 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 Do you want to add a little bit more about authentic? So you talked about connected, respected, and authentic. Authentic. So being authentic to me, I believe, is like being able to be your true self. I cannot tell you the amount of executives I speak to that they have this personal bucket, this professional bucket, this parent bucket. And like, that is so exhausting for your nervous system to, and your, your neuroplasticity and your identity to try to like keep organized and figure out. It's actually less effective when it comes to just stress management, energy management. So with being authentic, it's about helping a person really uncover what meaning they make about if they show up a certain way at work or at home. Like, how can I, how can I help you know that like you are you and you are perfect and worthy and enough and successful in personal professional, familial, like it all gets to be intertwined. And when we can combine just one bucket that we're living out of versus the the six or seven, life can flow to where you experience so much more joy, presence, and intimacy. I don't know how to explain it other than to like help a person just like put the work in and do it so that they can feel it. Um, your energy is just like exuding out when you talk about these three areas of connection of authenticity and respect. And one of the themes that I'm hearing from a lot of the coaches, a lot of people as they come onto the show is really around this ability to connect and be a whole person in whatever space you are authentically yourself and it keeps repeating over and over and when as leaders we can show up as that right we can start to recognize that in others oh and yeah. I think that's the the power of moving through this and and engaging with a coach who can really help you get back to being the best version of yourself in this process and you have so much passion it's like it just exudes oh, yeah. off. I, I just, I so love it. So you have a three-step process is what you describe. You take people through. And the first is uncovering mindsets and beliefs, right? That probably hinder us from hitting that connected, respected, and authentic self. So what are some techniques that you use to help people uncover their mindsets and beliefs to shift to that authentic version of themselves. So in transformation coaching, it's really getting clear on, you call it parts work. So kind of taking a person into themselves and identifying like what part, getting clear on like what parts or at what stages of their life did they start to make a a meaning or a protective method against? And like, how does that impact the day-to-day living? In the Thrive Executive Coaching, we call it paradigm. Like we help people uncover their limiting paradigms, which is, there's a list of seven. I've communicated it in, in some of my reels and content, but it's really through powerful conversation of self-reflection, right? Sometimes we don't know what we don't know, 
or we just don't have that natural tendency to like understand ourselves deeper. And so between the, the parts work of getting, helping a person get clear on what, what methods were set as children or teens that have like are hindering their ability to get somewhere, do something specific, getting clear on the limiting beliefs, but then also doing um, some of the work by Byron Katie of helping someone really reframe and shift the actual thought that they're choosing to believe into something where it reframes and applies back to them can be very powerful to help that mind really understand that oftentimes what you're thinking is not true. And so when you're not aware that something you're choosing to think is actually not true, it can get a little squirrely. It can get a little squirrely in life. And and it's easy to then fall into that victimhood state of like life is happening to me versus life is happening for me. And that's a level of consciousness then that we have, we get to move you from that life is happening for me. Yeah, I think the four questions from Byron Katie are great ways, so powerful to help people start to think through these things. And this is the benefit of coaching, right? Is by having someone reflect that back to you, by someone asking you questions to go deeper. And it's not just mentoring about what you know technically, right? But starting to get to understand yourself better and release these ideas and thoughts so that you can actually transform your mindset and your beliefs. So beautiful. Your next step in your process you talk about is being, uh, is this move into health and well-being and that those two need to partner up. Can you dive a little deeper into the importance of health management? in the whole well-being perspective? Yeah, so well-being for me is your your mind, body, and your spirit. So, and, and spirit and mind are kind of connected because based on the level of consciousness that you're operating from is gonna kind of cap your capacity of what frequency you're able to reach. And so when it comes to your health, understanding, yes, your core value doesn't have to be health like mine, but your life and how you take care of yourself is going to impact what you create in your environment, how you can show up in your relationships, how the energy you bring to the work you do, the ability of like even having a mental, like the the food that you choose to fuel your body, not to comfort you, and just the overall ability to have that mindset. So with health and well-being, it's about really getting your shit together and taking care of yourself and understanding that every action or inaction you take plays a role in your life. And that is your responsibility to take seriously because well-being, the mind, body, spirit, it's all connected. It's all connected. And it's going to radiate into how you show up socially, emotionally, intellectually, like it's a thing. It's all intertwined. So it gets to be part of your journey. And it's often tied to in the executive world or corporate world, your stress management, your boundaries, and your ability to delegate. Um, so true. So true. I know in my last few years of work, 
going to the gym made a huge impact on my stress management and, and showing up and exercising and taking that in. Um, and now that I've left, I also realized looking back how much I was not paying attention enough to my energy. And when you can show up with great energy, right? It resonates. It's infectious. Right? That's it, what it we is. are. That's why law of attraction and manifestation is a thing. Like we are like right. billions and millions of molecules of energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we want that energy to move and to flow with us so that we can show up and be the best version. So then you say your last step is to help prof professionals create and define their personal, healthy, and joyful work life. So how does that step in the process going to become joyful in work? Because I find when we're joyful, we're more engaged. We're more intentional about what we're doing. Oh, yeah. And for me, it, it really ties to the like work-life integration, the embedding, embedment of being authentic. Because a lot of people think, oh, it's just like work-life balance. Like balance is something that is like for a machine, it's gravitational, yoga pose, like it's not meant to be applied to work. So like trying to, that phrase in and of itself can be like setting you up for failure. So it's about your work-life integration. Who are you being? What are you doing and why? An interesting thing about joy is it's the most vulnerable emotion to experience because there's like this blissful euphoria that comes with it. It's, but it's, but it, it's the ability to understand that it's like temporary. And I think when we can understand and remember that like everything is temporary, we can really honor that and be excited to apply that. And like you just said, with energy and work, we are a makeup of the people we surround ourselves with. So it is very dangerous in cultures, company cultures, if you have like a shame ridden person or a Debbie Downer or a person that's just like an energy sucker, that is, that is a risk. So we want to make sure that depending who you are, the life you have going on, the role you're in, how you're taking care of yourself, like, where can joy and enjoyment fit in? And let's make small actionable steps to hold you accountable in applying that because you deserve to have that. And it's, it's an option. So why not take it? Yeah. And, you know, when we figure out what it is that brings us joy, it's amazing. Like you can see the joy coming out of you in this interview because you're you're so in love with what you're doing, right? This is what I'm, I, this is what I'm meant to do. <laughs> exactly. Right. This is joy. And, and for me doing these interviews is joyful. I'm like getting to connect, getting to share these ideas, this wisdom out with everybody brings this incredible joy out of me. And so if you're looking at your employees, if you're looking at yourself in the mirror, are you showing up like Alyssa and I are showing up right now? Right? Do you get to experience that in your team, in your people? So if you don't, here's the next thing that I want to ask Alyssa. And she's got this quote posted on her website that I was like, I really love this thought. And it's really like a, a conversation between two people. And so it says, the CFO says to the CEO, 
What happens if we invest in people and they leave our organization? And Alyssa, what's the CEO's response to that question? What if we don't and they stay? Exactly, right? So what mm. happens if they don't, if we don't invest in and they stay in this disengaged place? And Gallup right at the moment says 70% of employees are disengaged at work. So here's your opportunity to speak to leaders, to coaches, because at the start, right, you're like, oh, we have EAP programs. We're not interested in coaching. Why should leaders invest in their employees? Because growing people are happy people, right? Like it go, it, it comes back to the statement. Like if you're not happy with what you're doing or where you're at, move. You're not a tree. Like you are, you, you have opportunity. And when we do not invest in people, we are bound to have that stagnancy. Growing people are happy people. And so we have to, we get to take responsibility for the environment and the culture we're connecting. And that's not even to say like, you're going to have better team morale, reduce absenteeism, less insurance costs because they're going to be healthier, like more productivity, more, like there's a lot of like organizational overall like statistics that will be better. But at the end of the day, the connectivity and the morale of the company and like the connection and the currency or the current that goes within it should be a priority because otherwise the amount of money, time, and energy that you're going to spend in rehiring, firing, pe putting people on pips, like it's exhausting. It's, it's ineffective. It is. It's so ineffective, right? The cost of just uh, having one, like taking one employee who's like minimum wage through leaving a company is $6,000 in, in the cost of replacement and training and all of that. The cost of coaching, like that's one minimum wage employee, right? So as people think about it, right, there's a huge benefit. There's a re huge return on investment by investing, by bringing coaches in, like Alyssa, like myself, like other members who are in this speaker series to help you. Because when you have a happy team, they are more productive, as you said, right? They are more, uh, your company just performs better. Your organization performs better. Um, it's like a preventative care cause. It, it'd be like, it are you a person that doesn't go to get your routine checkups? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. how I look at it. It's preventative care. Like, do you want to pay for a surgery or do you want to pay for a treatment that's going to avoid the surgery? Uh, right. I don't know. Yeah. And, and it's more fun, right? <laughs> this is far more fun than preventative care. <laughs> it's getting your people happy and motivated and engaged to really show up and and perform um, perform their best. So Alyssa, how can people work with you? How can people get this opportunity to experience the joy, to experience this mindset shift and to really level up their organization by working with you? Like, do you mean how do they find me? Yeah. 
Um, well, everything is in my name because I click the easy button. I believe less is more. So uh, AlyssaPadroli.com is where you can find me um, on all platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and right now, currently, I'm, I'm subscription-based, so it's easy. It's a low cost, which is great, month-to-month. Um, -month. For organizations, I like to commit to anywhere from like 8 to 12-week programs, and it varies depending on each organization's budget. Um, so if you do have a team of anywhere from 5 to 15, that's usually like my, my nice little intimate pilot window. But if you want something like a keynote or um, – reoccurring trainings uh i've had anywhere from like 30 to 50 people at, to, at a time there so but yeah com is where you can awesome. find me awesome so Alyssa also has a giveaway called enhance your emotional intelligence in three easy steps do you want to take us a little bit as to what people find, discover in this process yes so <laughs> It's three easy steps, but there's actually five different modules in there because I just, caring is sharing or sharing is caring. Um, so there's a couple actual tools like the ruler method from Mark Brackett is an acronym that helps you like be able to really apply emotional recognition and regulation. Um, there's a compassionate directness for leaders to help communication to build trust and uh, a more respectful work environment. So it's a little bit of personal reflection of like me with me, then there's me with you. And then hopefully once you apply some of these exercises or these modules, um, you can, you can become more aware of the you with me and you with you, because there's four elements of every conversation and relationship. And if you're not looking through that lens, you're missing out on like a lot of a person that is like there and why not experience that? Wonderful. Thank you very, very much. So for anybody who's watching this um, during the event time period, click the links in the show notes. You'll be able to access this from Alyssa and it is great. It is well worth understanding the emotional intelligence to be able to connect better with others, to be able to lead better with others. Um, and for those of you who are participating in this event, I encourage you to put some comments in below. Let's see, what is the one tip that you learned from Alyssa that's like, okay, I need to resonate with that. I need to think and reflect on that activity. Maybe it's improving your health. Maybe it's around your mindset and beliefs. Maybe it's like, how do I add more joy to my day so I get to show up as this incredible person who gets to connect and build with my team? What is the one tip that you are taking away? Place it in the comments below and allow others to encourage you and inspire you to be the great leader, to encourage and, and amplify your organization. So Alyssa, we've gone through a lot of different things. Is there any last comments or thoughts you wanna share about being an empowered leader? At the end of the day, I believe that be, 
being aware of how you're showing up and taking responsibility for how that is impacting other people is one of the most like under it's the most under recognized and under respected tool that you have and just you are successful you are enough you are safe and so being able to apply that and bring that to empower others and maximize not only your experience of other people but experience of your work in a workplace is really really useful and it doesn't have to be long it doesn't have to be hard um but it does require some help so hire a coach awesome awesome i'm with Alyssa. hire a coach my first time hiring a coach made a huge difference in my corporate career and you will gain so much value so much insight so reach out to Alyssa. you will find her information in the show notes and I just want to say thank you very much. Thank you for bringing the joy. Thank you for bringing the energy. It was such an exciting conversation. Thank you.